Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so today I want to talk about Governor Abbott and the fact that he's issues. He's actually issued eight executive orders in response to El Paso and Odessa shooting. Eight executive orders. I think this is the first time I've ever, you know, since I've been tracking the Texas legislature, first time I've heard of the governor issuing executive orders. So we're going to take a look at those uh, this hour. And then also, man, he got so many different things to talk about. Um, man, you know, it, when we get into talking about the executive orders, I want to keep in mind this. This is where we are today. You know, we're at the point where, you know, people need emotional support dogs and cats and pigs and all kinds of things. You know, we're at the point where we're giving away participation awards, you know, for different things. Uh, that's where we are now. We, we, we've gotten away from discipline our kids, you know, saying, you know what? Not everyone's going to win. Not everyone. Not everyone's a leader. Not everyone's going to be a manager. Not everyone, you know, can you know, become the lead in different positions for different companies or different activities. You know, you're, someone's going to come in first. Someone's going to come in second. Someone's going to come in third, you know, and, and, not you're not always going to get an award. You know, also, we don't spank our kids enough. And I think that's going to be a problem. We're not disciplining them. You got to get to that point where we need to get back to, and I hate to say it, the old days when you discipline your kids. Man, do you know, I, I, when I was a young kid and I did something wrong, my grandmother would make me go out there, go outside, tear off a switch off the tree, bring it inside, and she would beat me with it to make sure I did the right thing. You know, and I'm not saying maybe, you know, that extreme, but it worked great. <laughs> and and I, I'm definitely on the right track. I mean, what do you think about that? Uh, I had a father that was very strict. So, um, yeah, on one hand, I, I, I definitely understand your point. Um, I'm not uh, I, I think certain times it's it's something that needs to be to happen for sure. But I also think that. Th We've gone to the complete extreme in this country, where a lot of these younger people they don't they haven't learned coping mechanisms. Like their parents bail them out all the time. They don't they 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 don't um, learn that you're not always going to win. You're not always going to 
you know, a lot of these parents are like, oh, you can do whatever you want. Sure, that's fine and dandy, but you also have to have a plan to get there, to execute it. They, they, they've missed that part of it. And so a lot of these kids, their coping mechanisms, whether you hit them with a, a, a switch or you, you at least, like, give them some sort of punishment for bad behavior, um, taking things away works, but we've got a society that they don't even do that anymore a lot of times. Yeah. They, they just blame it on somebody else or uh, talk about victimhood or some sort of thing. It's it's because you're X, Y, or Z that this didn't happen. They, they have none of so. When things don't go their way, they go crazy and go out and shoot 40 people. <laughs> and, and you're right. We, we created a society where instead of, you know, people that are fighters and willing to fight back, you know, we create a society of people that like the pulse shooting, you know, where people and I know someone's going to get upset about this, where we you, you have people running into a restroom, you know, in, into a dead end. They don't have the drive to fight or to survive. And they get stuck in the bathroom and, and in the stall on top of each other. And that is an awful way to go. I don't want to yeah. go out that way. I want to go out fighting. I want to be that fighter. I don't, I, you know, I, I want to, you know, say, you know what, not today. This is not going to happen to me. You know, instead, you know, we create a generation of people that, you know, just, they just don't have that drive. No, they don't. They, they cower. They, they wait for somebody else to, to rescue them. Uh, Geez, part of the problem is half of them don't even pay over half of them don't even pay attention. I can on a daily basis be walking in downtown Austin, heading to the gym or wherever, and I constantly have to be extremely aware of my uh, surroundings because 75, 80 percent of them are looking in their phone and not even paying attention to what's going on and who they're going to possibly run in front of. I mean, there is absolutely no situational awareness like none, and it stuns me. I'm not saying you have to walk around uh, like a, uh, you know, a maniac, you know, always being alert and aware. But just for general daily life, no, like you can't cross a street looking at your phone. That's and then you wonder why you got hit by a car. Really? <laughs> now check out this video here. This is a, a teenager uh, who was running around, a naked teenager, and. It's it's insane, okay? Because this this footage shows cops are scrambling to catch a naked teenager who wanted he was wanted for a triple homicide in Virginia. Oh, I saw that video. Yeah, it was crazy, That's insane. It was like insane. something out of uh, what's that TV show? Um, it just it it, it wasn't. You looking at this and like, is this real? What I'm watching. You know, this Reno 911 because that's what it looked like to me. It looked like Reno 911. Yeah, I have been seeing stuff on my newsfeed on Facebook the last several months where every single time I'm stunned at what some people are doing. Not, not just like things where I'm like, do you not have any common sense? Yeah. Like, and, 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 and something like that, you know, I, and I don't want to, you know, Monday morning quarterback, you know, the officer and how they dealt with it and stuff like that. But I tell you, I just would have thumped this, you know, right between the legs, just thumped it. Just one thump. I swear. I have <laughs> I, these police officers. I have no idea how they do it because society is getting, more and more belligerent and disrespectful, and they have to still go about handling things in a professional way. Uh, I, I, I couldn't. I don't think I'd be able to do it. Yeah, so this guy, he was a 19-year-old suspect, allegedly killed his mother, he killed his sister, and 15-month-old nephew, uh, who, were, who were found shot dead at a family home in Keeling, Virginia. Now, the teen was chased across fields and country roads before he was finally cover, uh, cornered and overpowered... Uh, 
you know, last week and left grieving. He left grieving a 24-year-old baseball player, Blake Bivens. Uh, it was his wife that was killed, his baby, his mother-in-law. They were killed. Uh, and it's just an awful scene. And like I said, this is, you know, you're watching something like this. And this is like you're watching Reno 911. It doesn't even seem <laughs> real at all. Um, but, you know, and this this guy's, you know, it's it's insane. And, and this is a society that we are raised, you know. Uh, these are the people, you know, these are, this is your, your family here. We need to, at some point, stand up and say, you know what, I need to get, you know, John or Bob or Bill or Momo, Nene, I need to get them some help, you know, get them some help, get them some assistance, and don't let them move about, you know, the rest of us. Yeah, I don't know, people don't step in enough. Not at all. All right, we come back. We're going to talk about the governor. Governor Abbott has issued eight executive orders in response to El Paso in the Odessa shooting. Going to break down those eight executive orders. Going to read those to you and then let you know what my thoughts are. And I want to hear what your thoughts are. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. And I get my gun news. From Michael Cargill at Come and Talk It. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. Right. This hour, we're going to talk about Governor Abbott. He issues eight executive orders in response to El Paso and Odessa shooting. Uh, someone, you know, some legislators have actually come out and said this week and tweeted this week, you know, this governor has lost his ever loving mind. You know, well, we're going to see and exactly what he's talking about and read these to you. But first, before we go to that, let's talk about Walmart. Let me tell you. So Walmart says it will stop selling handgun and short barrel rifle ammunition. Uh, while requesting that customers not only openly carry, they not openly carry their firearms in, in the stores and even where state law allows it. Now, it will also discontinue handgun sales in Alaska and, and Walmart stopped selling handguns in the mid 1990s. You know, let's just take a moment here. And, and we like to thank Dick Sporting Goods, Walmart and Google also. You know, let's just take a moment, you know, especially as a locally owned gun shop. <laughs> 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 As if we're gonna take a moment there, and we appreciate you. <laughs> Thank you. That's true. Uh, and, and you know what? And, and, and you know what? Walmart, do me a favor. You know, go all the way with it. Don't just stop selling ammunition. Stop selling guns in all stores. Stop selling all handguns, all long guns. Do us that favor. You know. There you go. <laughs> I mean, don't don't play around with it. You know, you, you know, just don't half step it. Let's go all the way with it. One hundred percent. Show us what you what you really mean. Yeah, right. If you if this is your stance, go all the way. Don't half step it at all. Take the stance. Take the full stance. 100%. Stand up for what you believe in. Stop selling everything. 
You stand outside Walmarts with flyers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, stop selling. I, I dare you. <laughs> On behalf of the small gun stores around the nation, we dare you to stop selling. <laughs> Go for it. My goodness. Give me a break. All right. So also, uh, man, did you hear about the Michael Drake case? Uh, Michael Drake, I don't know if you heard about that one. He was a guy in um, in Florida, and and he was actually – outside of a, a grocery store, a convenience store there, and he ended up shooting uh, a guy over a handicapped parking space. I don't know if you remember no, that case. Did, oh, that was a while ago. Yeah, it, yeah, hap- yeah, it happened yeah. like over a year ago because yeah, we remember. talked about that. Uh-huh. Yeah, so he actually, yeah, so this guy, you know, he's he's sitting outside um, the store there, and he's, he decides to tell this young lady who was in the driver's side to, you know, she needed to move because she was in a handicapped parking space, and he was tired of her being in that handicapped parking space. And he was a handgun license holder, you know. And what do we say in class? You know, that license to carry a handgun is not about you being a one-armed security team trained to clear a tired building. That's it's right. about your protection and the protection of your family. It's not about you protecting the entire community. You see someone breaking the law, you know what? Call the police and let law enforcement handle that situation. You can videotape them, call the police, document it, get their tag number, whatever, and then report it. Don't take the law into your own hands. Sometimes you just need to mind your own business. Yeah. <laughs> well, this guy was actually convicted of this. So, oh, wow. Oh, yeah, he got convicted. So what happened was he got out of his car. He walked over to the young lady's vehicle. They're arguing back and forth about them parking in the park, handicapped parking space. So the lady refused to move. The boyfriend comes out of the store and walks up to this guy, Mr. Draco, and pushes him, knocks him to the ground, and then pulls out his concealed handgun. And the guy, the, the boyfriend backs up a little bit, and he shoots him. No, I, yeah, oh, that's the, right. I remember. And the boyfriend runs into the store and then eventually dies from the shot. Wow. And he was convicted. because he And Mr. Draco said he, he had a right to stand his ground. Well, the problem is, well, Mr. Drake got into a, a, another confrontation weeks before that with a truck driver over the same parking space. Oh, Jesus. So Mr. Drake, you know, thought that, yeah, it was his job to sit in that parking lot and patrol that parking lot and make sure no one parked in that handicapped parking space. Wow. Yeah. And so now he finally paid the price. Now he's been he's a convicted felon. Jesus. That's one of those stories that you need to tell in your gun class all the time. <laughs> like, dude, calm down. <laughs> insane. Insane. Totally. And then also, uh, uh, there's a disturbing video out of Roseville, Michigan, which gone viral. Uh, it shows a 7-Eleven employee who's just uh, using a sink next to the coffee station across from a grilling station to wash his feet. Oh, my God. I don't know if you've seen that. I yeah. didn't see that. I saw the Whataburger one. Did you see the Whataburger no, one? No, no. What's that one? In the Whataburger in Bastrop, they oh not in Bastrop. Yeah, they, oh, no. someone they, it was a customer that filmed it. They had a little tiny um, rat on the counter uh-huh, while uh-huh. they were open and servicing customers, and the rat was going all over. And the customers videoing it, and all the you can hear people like screaming. And, oh. the, and then finally, someone tries to catch the rat. Oh my god! And the rat jumps into the French the fryer. And fries himself. Yes. Oh my goodness! So they had to close that that bus stop location um, and totally clean it. Oh you know? wow! Yeah, that oh, was that's, pretty oh, gross. Oh, disgusting. <laughs> yeah. So and and well, the thing about this is they're saying, well, because this guy part of his religion uh, was you know is to wash his feet and you know do certain things in the afternoon and stuff like that. So the thing is, well, you know, you're in the U.S. now, and you know. When, when I'm in another country and I'm traveling abroad, 
you know, As I, I'll be I try doing to tomorrow. We, yeah, yeah, that's right. You're going abroad tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you try to make sure that you follow the customs of that country. Yeah, sure. You know, you don't do things to offend people in that country. Yeah, I even toned down how I dress. Right, exactly. And you know, I know my sister just you know came back from Africa and she did the same thing. She had to cover her head. Yeah. Know, the portion of Africa that she went to, uh, that she had to do that. And so you know, you, you that's what you do when you're in another person's country. Yeah. All right. Absolutely. So you know, here you know you kind of want to do the same thing. You know, it, Go into the restroom or the bathroom and then wash your feet. You know, if you're going to do that, don't do it in the sink that people use for food. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. <laughs> Not for food. That's gross. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Let's not do it for food. All right. So, uh, man, and also, uh, deputies, uh, this deputy actually had her gun taken away from her. So, this happened in California this week. I don't know if you guys had a chance to see this video. So, over in California, this guy does something, and deputy comes in contact with this guy. I don't even remember what it was, but they're out there, and they're fighting, and they're tussling, and, and it's a female deputy, and she's fighting with this guy, going back and forth. Well, then she eventually pulls out her service pistol, and this guy is just wailing on her. He's wailing on her, and she's trying to pull out her gun and shoot this guy, and there's somebody running behind him. There are people filming this. No one's coming to this female officer's aid at all, and then he takes out that gun. He actually shoots her, you know, shoots at her with her gun. Wow. He missed, but he shot at her. And then seconds after that, you know, the other police arrive on the scene to arrest this guy. Uh, it was just insane. Uh, in, another insane video out of California there. So, you know, this, this, let's go back to training. You know, let's make sure, one, you learn some defensive tactics. Mm -hmm. You got to learn yeah, how to, you know, you may have to fight your way out of a situation. I talk about that in class also, you know, because you may not be able to get to your gun. Uh, and also the gun should be your last option anyway. But there are certain situations where you may have to fight your way out of that situation. No, for sure. I know. I, I mean, I didn't have my gun available when I was attacked. I had to fight. You had to fight for quite a while. I did for about thirty minutes. Thirty minutes of fighting. Yeah. Ooh, man. Uh, but you know. But hey, let's talk about your your vacation. You're getting ready to take a trip. Oh, I'm taking an amazing trip. I'm so excited. Why are you leaving us? <laughs> well, as as don't leave Texas is the no, last no, one no, we no, got. No, we got to stay and defend. No, I'm I'm my plans. As I said when I was when I was talking to you, but just a vacation. We went on there, I'm going on a vacation. Okay, not my, permanently. I'm, my plans, nope, are to um, stay here, stay in Austin, and I really feel a need to get really, really politically involved. Whether it's volunteering or whether it's actually running for an office, I'm going to see what what um, evolves. But um, no, I'm not leaving. But um, as everyone, you know, I've mentioned that I had cancer last year and I'm well still. Um, it made me want to, to make many, many changes in my life. And so I finally sold my business. It, it was official on August 1st. So I've been doing pretty much just catching up on things the last month. And um, we planned this trip. Um, it's with my daughter because we hadn't taken, because I was sick so long, we hadn't taken a vacation. So we are leaving tomorrow and flying into Venice Ooh. and staying two days in Venice and then taking a ferry um, to Croatia and spending about a week in Croatia and then returning to Venice for another couple days uh, and flying back. So oh, I'm nice. Really, yeah. So I'm real excited. Oh, man. Very nice. Very nice. And you, did, you decided you didn't want to do a cruise or anything like that. You just want to no. do it kind of on your own. Yeah. This way we can um, – if I was on a cruise, I mean – we're 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 gonna do so many things that we wouldn't have been able to fit at all, you know, on a cruise. We're <laughs> we're gonna be moving around quite a bit, actually. That's why we have um, the goal. We're gonna do it. 
We're only going to take carry-ons because we're going to be moving around from hotel to hotel quite a bit. Oh, wow. And, um, yeah, so two weeks' worth of clothes for a female in a small carry-on. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Well, you're going to have fun, though. I am. I'm super excited. We've got a lot of stuff planned. So and I got some men lined up for you when you come back, so don't find anybody while you're over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> my, my girlfriend, um, Rochelle, she has Ray Cosmetics, best cosmetics here, so go check her out. Um <laughs> She has told me many, many times that, because she travels a lot, she's told me many times that literally the most beautiful people you will ever see are in Croatia, of all really? the places she's gone. So I, I put on my Instagram announcing that I'm going, and I was like, I, I'm expecting a really attractive cabana boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> nice. We'll see. Nice, nice. Well, you should have fun, for sure. Should be a nice uh, two weeks? Two weeks, yeah. Yeah, nice two weeks. Definitely enjoy yourself. We will. All right, so we come back from the break. I'm going to break down, I promise, the Governor Abbott issues, you know, his eight executive orders. We're going to break those eight executive orders down. Also going to talk, you know, some people are asking questions about, you know, uh, the 30.06 and 07 sign. I see you. I'm going to answer your question there when we come back from the break as well because uh, some new stuff went into effect September the 1st, 2019, and some people had specific questions. Someone asked about uh, what if a church – you know, what if the church is having church services in a school? Uh, can they carry inside the school? Going to answer that question. We come back from the break as well. But Governor Abbott has issued his eight executive orders, eight executive orders. Now, following the tragedy in El Paso and Odessa, Governor Greg Abbott uh, yesterday issued eight executive orders to help prevent further mass shootings by enhancing reporting requirements and ensuring law enforcement and public and the public have the training tools and resources they need to provide and respond to suspicious activity reports. And I definitely want to get your thoughts. You know, you have to give that to me in the comment section uh, of the Facebook video. Give me your thoughts there on, on Facebook of, you know, what do you think about it? So when I, when I read those to you, okay, so definitely when you come back from the break, we'll get into that. And I want to know your thoughts. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Brittany Glaze, and I get my global gun news from Michael Cargill on Come and Talk It. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Talk 13.7, the right choice. Shotgun Willis sits around in his underwear. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so let's talk about these eight executive orders that Governor Abbott has actually released yesterday. And I'm going to read those to you. All right, so basically in the aftermath of both shootings, officials learned that the mother of the El Paso gunman had expressed concerns to law enforcement about her son. And in Odessa, the killer had called both lo local and federal authorities prior to his shooting spree. 
Now, today's directives by the well, yesterday's directives by the governor will help close the information gaps when suspicion of a potential mass shooter arises. So they hope and the governor thinks that these executive orders will enhance law enforcement's ability to respond and prevent uh, these types of shootings. So let's break these down. Let's look at order number one. Okay, it says within 30 days of this order, the Texas Department of Public Safety shall develop standardized intake questions that can be used by all Texas law enforcement agencies to better identify whether a person calling the agency has information that should be reported to the Texas Suspicious Activity Reporting Network. Um, man, I've never even heard of the Texas Suspicious no, Activity either. Reporting Network. <laughs> but, I mean, that sounds reasonable. I've never heard of it. I, and therefore, who's going to know? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, go ahead. All right. And then uh, order number two, uh, within 30 days of this order, the Department of Public Safety shall develop clear guidance based on the appropriate legal standard for when and how Texas law enforcement agencies should submit suspicious activity reports. So, and that you would think they would, they were doing that already. Mm-hmm. You know, you would think yeah. that uh, with, especially with this guy in, in Odessa, you know, the fact that he came in contact with, um, he dialed 911 the morning of, by the way, uh, when he was fired, his boss dialed 911, he dialed 911 to report his boss so there are obviously some issues there. Um, and then hours later, he contacted the FBI and did a little rant there. And this wasn't the first time this guy had dialed uh, 911 to, to rant. He's done it you know, previously before in the past. Uh, and then apparently it's come out that you know, the narrative last week was, oh, my goodness, let's, you know, let's do something with private sales, you know, selling of gu- a gun from one person to another. We need to get rid of this little loophole of private sales. Well, that's not, it's not a loophole. You, you shouldn't be regulating uh, what one person can sell to another person. You know, when it comes to uh, it, this, it's not interstate commerce. You know, this mm-hmm. is something inside my house. I should be able to sell um, something from you know, my, you know, what I have to someone else. I should be able to give uh, someone in my family uh, a gift. I should be able to do all these things. There's no reason why we should have to get the government involved in a transaction between one person to another. Um, I, I have a question. I'm not saying I, I'm for or against it, but just, I mean, and these are questions that I've heard from other people. What would be the problem if they did that? Like, let's say hypothetically, if they changed the law to... If I want, I have a gun and I want to sell it to a friend of mine, I have to go to an FFA dealer and, and have them uh, fill out the paperwork and we need to do it in a, in a certain fashion. What would be the harm in that? Because it's a gun. I don't know. I would, rec- I would recommend it if it's someone that you don't know, for sure. Um, but if it's someone that you do know, there's really no need to have to pay the extra fee. And to do that, you, know, you, don't, you, you shouldn't have to. But if it's someone you don't know, I actually recommend people do that. You know, you're selling the gun to someone you don't know. Definitely, you know, go meet in the gun store. Mm-hmm. That that's a nice, safe location, and then definitely do a background check. You know, and pass it from that, you know, from you to that other person. Absolutely, and then pay the transfer fee. But you shouldn't have to do that for you know because we don't have to do that for anything else. You know, if I want to. Well, but if I want to give, I can't just give my daughter a car, right? I have to um, transfer the title. You do if you want to ride on public roads, but let's say let's say you you know you have a ag exemption, you don't have to do that. You know you you don't sure. have to register your vehicle if you have an ag exemption or anything like that. No, I know. Yeah. And and look, I'm I mean I'm all for keeping guns and everything. I just think at some point, in order to satisfy those on the far left, mm-hmm. some concessions are going to have to be made. 
I, I really do, because this is just going to keep going forever and ever and ever. And I know we don't want to make any concessions. I, I, and I'm just thinking out loud right now. I'm not saying this is the answer, but I say to myself, well, what would be the harm? Because a lot of people do say this loophole. And I'm like, there's not. A, it's not a loophole. No, it's not a loophole. <laughs> but what if you, you did and and make it to where when you transfer a gun, it has to be done at a store. And here's a, here's another way. Uh, if we were the past universal background checks, here's what would happen. Uh, so, for example, you wouldn't be able to give you know your son or or let you know a friend go to the range and shoot your gun at the range. You'd have to do a background check before you do that. You wouldn't be able to pass you know a gun you know from you to your daughter. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be able to get her a gun. You'd have to walk into the gun store to do the background check to do that. Um, and how long did it take you to come to the store to pick up your gun for me? Oh, a long time. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> A long it's time. like that inconvenience, right? Yeah. Of having to do that. So, you know, uh, that's what you would have to do, you know. And then also, let's say you were, uh, let's say you did something 30 years ago and you went to jail, you paid your debts to society, whatever it was, uh, you, you know, did your time for that crime. Well, that was 30 years ago. Now you've been an outstanding citizen and you want to buy a gun and have it at home for personal protection. Uh-huh. Well, the Texas law says after five years, a convicted felon can actually have a gun at home for personal protection. They can't go to the gun range, can't practice with it, can't have it in a vehicle, can't yeah. go anywhere, has to stay at home for personal protection. Well, if they were to pass universal background checks, that means that person who did something 30 years ago, been an outstanding citizen ever since then, uh, they will never be able to purchase a gun ever because we have universal background checks. They won't be able to pass a federal firearms license dealer check. So what what do you think is the answer? I mean, I know we can't solve all the problems today on this sure, program. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I'm I, I often tell people because on the flip side, I, I'm the first one that says, look, my my thoughts on the whole gun thing is I don't want many restrictions because time is of the essence. Like if you do there's been times that um I've been concerned for my my safety mm. regarding a an ex. Uh, I, I wouldn't want to have to wait to get a gun uh, for any period of time, quite frankly, I, I'd want to have one on me. Um, and uh, if anything happens, I they always tell people like, you know, it's fine and dandy, but if you're calling the police about a rape, it's already occurred. Mm. So I don't care if their response time is like 15 minutes. Chances are a lot has already happened in those 15 minutes. So I mean, I think it's and I always tell people I do agree more guns um, equal less crime. But I just, I don't know, like, how do we stop these people that, um, this one person, like, and it's, the it, mental health aspect of it. Yeah, and it, it goes all the way back from, you know, day one. You know, we look at the Bible, you know, and Cain killed Abel. Um, you know, this evil has already always existed. Oh, I agree. I do. Always existed. So really there's, you know, no way you're just going to eliminate evil. No. It's and been in us from day one. That's, I definitely agree even with when that. Eve, even when Eve tricked, you know, Adam into, you know, biting into the so-called apple. Yeah. I am. Um, no, I agree. And I like when people say like uh, trying to find solutions for every single one of these problems, you have to at some point just come to the realization it is what it is. We are now in a world where and I don't think shootings it's not like it just began. I think no, it's it being politicized a lot more yes. than ever yes. right now. And we're getting our news so fast now. We're getting it through Twitter, exactly. and Facebook, you know, Instagram. We're getting it so quick now and so and it's right there in your face. Yeah, like um 
a perfect example of that is my sister. Back when she was raped and murdered in 1990, we didn't have all the news media that we do right now. If that if if that would have been the case, it would have been on Fox News. It would have been on every major network. But I mean, we managed to get it on uh, that show with John Walsh. Um, but now something happens, and within 10 minutes, you're seeing it all over the news, all across the country. Mm. So it appears that there's more rapes. It appears that there's more killings. And I think crime has been going down over the years, except for in places like Chicago. <laughs> right. And, 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 and they get into the, the little trap of, you know, talking about this modern day, modern day shootings. And I don't know what this is. What you is know, that supposed to mean? Exactly. There have been mass <laughs> killings for quite a while, as, as, as long as you, you know, as far back as you want to go. Uh, there were communities, entire communities uh, that were wiped out. Yeah, for <laughs> you <know>? sure. <laughs> I, I always reference the the gun free zone that Biden passed. Um, I think shootings, uh, school shootings. I mean, you take away um, if a criminal wants to go to a school, knowing there's not any guns. I mean, that's prime target. Exactly. He knows that there's no one there to protect the elementary school. Yeah. You know, there because the police officer, that resource officer, is usually at the high school. And they just drive by the middle and the elementary school, you know, just, you know, just to swing by real quick. But usually they're at the high school because that's, you know, where the older kids are. They're the ones protecting the babies. No, uh-uh. not at all. All right. Let's look at some of these uh, other executive orders. Uh, the governor says this is order number three. Within 60 days of this order, the Texas Commission on Law Enforcement shall make training available to educate all law enforcement officers regarding the standards that will be developed pursuant to order number one and order number two. <laughs> Oh, man, that's it funny. It just sounds like a bunch of redundant nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's funny. And then order number four says the Department of Public Safety shall create a conduct and initiative to raise public awareness and understanding of how suspicious activity reports are used by law enforcement agencies to identify potential mass shooters or terrorist, terroristic threats so that the general public and friends, family members, co-workers, neighbors, and classmates will be more likely to report information about potential gunmen. Look, if you think that someone's getting ready to do something, you, you, you've seen something they've written, they have a list, and, and I'm talking about your previous shootings here. Well, a person has created a list of people that they want to kill. You know, this is your, your recent shooting. Uh, things like that, of that nature, then you might want to contact the police. Yeah, I don't understand it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need a class or, you know, or in any of that stuff. And that, and that's probably what the problem is. And that's where, you know, people are talking about red flags. And some of this stuff is the initiative of trying to get into the red flags, trying to condition us to think that we should have some type of red flag law when we already have things in place already. You know, you see something, say something. You know that someone's planning something. They're writing down. They have a list. They're putting a, the ingredients together. Then you need to contact the police. Yeah. I. Yeah. And they don't. No. They're uh, afraid to. Now, order number five says the Department of Public Safety shall work with the Texas Education Agency and the Texas Higher Education Coordinating Board on ways to better inform schools, students, staff, and families about the importance of suspicious activity reports and how to initiate that process. Um, you know, we need to get into the schools and, and talk about stop bullying, you know, stop mistreating, you know, uh, the other students. Uh, you see that person that's sitting by themselves. You might want to walk over there, put your hand around their their your arm around their shoulders and say, hey, how you doing? You know, you know, you are loved. Uh, you are cared for, you know, and and stop, you know, picking on other kids because kids can be really cruel. And those yeah. are some of the things I mean, that are happening in school. Yeah, I, I believe the legislature passed something, though, um, with the schools. Aren't they going to have mental health care for um, in Austin now? 
uh, or actually in the state, excuse me. Um, I believe I, I read that the legislature passed, I don't remember what it was called, but um, they're going to have training, they're going to have more counselors on site, and they're going to be partnering with um, mental health facilities to help some of these children um, with coping mechanisms and, and then how to um, know the signs of someone who's, um, you know, not doing well mentally. All right, we'll talk about that and some more stuff. Uh, we're going to read the rest of the executive orders. We come back from the break. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talkin'. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. Austin's Talk, 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, we're talking about Governor Abbott. He issued yesterday the eight executive orders in response to El Paso and Odessa shootings. And before we go back to those, man, Chad says, hey, what do y'all think about the buyback program? The Democratic candidates are pushing this. Oh, God. You know what? My response to them is come and take it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm not selling my guns to you. That's not- what Beto's been running around. Yeah, yeah, he's pushing this thing. He's like, yeah, you know, we're it's going to be a mandatory buyback program. Well, you know what? <laughs> it's not going to happen. And, and a weird thing is this is some breaking news out of Houston, Texas. Uh, let's see here. Let me get to it real, real quick here. That's right. We got something breaking out of Houston. I got to find it. Oh, man, I should look for that on the break. Uh, where someone's been arrested over that bump stock. Ooh. I don't know if you guys heard about that. Mm-mm, Anybody ever out there heard about that? Yeah. So the guy, someone's actually been arrested. Uh, first person that we have on record here uh, being arrested over the bump stock. I'm going to find, I'll find that story and I'll come back to it. All right. So, <clears throat> and then also, let's see who Shane says, you're never going to be able to stop crazy. The biggest problem is no one has an answer for this. So we, all we hear is the extremes of each side. That's right. You you can't legislate crazy. You can't. You know, we try to create laws and try to stop a lot of different things, but you're not going to be able to stop, you know, every situation. You're not going to be able to stop someone who's dead set on committing something. Uh, you know, like, for instance, this guy in, I forget what state it is, uh, he actually, they actually went in and took his guns from him. They went in and took all his guns, and then what did he do? He stabbed his mother. <laughs> That's not funny. I know. But, yeah, they they went in and they used the red flag law. The point, yeah, they used the red flag law to take his guns away from him because he he made guns. Whatever they took them, confiscated them, and then what did he do? He, he killed his mother. Her. Yeah, he stabbed her to death. Yeah, gutted I, her. Oh, yes. As as nasty as it seems, it sounds. Uh, but you know, you can take one tool. Yeah. You know, but that's not going to stop the evil. No, it's not. It's it's baffling to me how people think that stricter gun laws are going to someone is want in their mind they already want to commit a crime, i.e. murder, rape, whatever. And you think somehow some way by having stricter gun laws they're going to be like, "Oh shoot, I can't do that murder. I can't go get that gun at that at the gun store." Yeah. Forget it. I mean, just like has the drug war worked? Mm. Do people still get drugs? Yes. 
there's always going to be someone out there selling things illegally. My, my message for Beto and, and all the other Democratic candidates out there that are running for president, here's my message to you. Prison is the one place you're not supposed to get weapons or drugs. But there are a lot of weapons and drugs in prison. Exactly. That is where you've eliminated. You're not. No one can get any weapons. No one can get any drugs. You can't have any guns in prison. And guns wind up in prison. Not yeah. even the. Not even the. Uh, the jailers. You know, have firearms. They're they're locked up or whatever. They don't even have them. So you know that one place with that's supposed to be secure. You're not supposed to get any weapons. No drugs whatsoever. They have weapons and drugs. Yeah, people, are, they're going to find a way. You just have to have strict laws to keep people locked up or whatever it takes. I mean, I agree. We need to do something about mental health, but um, I don't think that's the only solution. That's and and this, this story here that I was talking about is out of Chicago, where this Park Ridge man in Chicago uh, tr charged in the stabbing death of his mother last month had illegal firearms, including at least two that he had, he had made himself from parts he got online. He confiscated from his they confiscated from his home twice in the last two years. The most recent incident uh, taking place just two weeks before the murder reports from the Park Ridge Police Department. It alleged that David, I can't pronounce his last name, who was 47 years old of the 1900 block of Cortland Avenue, was charged with first degree murder on July 29th after a police officer found the body of David's mother. What happened was a police officer and a social worker were driving by this guy's house on July 29th, and he noticed groceries that were just strung out in the driveway. And so then they asked David, hey, you know, David, what's going on? If they could come into the house or whatever. And so they discovered, once they came in, they discovered the, the lady's body inside. Wow. Yeah. He stabbed his mother. It's insane. You, you just, uh, no matter what you do, you know, you can go after the guns only, you go after that tool doesn't matter. That person's going to find something. They're going to find and, another and, tool. Yeah, because evil, that evil is still there. You have not ex addressed the problem. And stop using this term assault weapon. Oh, I know. That drives it's me nuts. Everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> you can assault someone with anything. A bat, you know? <laughs> I know. It's, it's, you, have to, you have to say this, though. As much as I'm, I'm, I don't vote on the left, they are really good at spinning things. For those that don't pay a lot of attention, like they'll use a word over and over and over and over and over till it's practically brainwashed into <laughs> some of these people's minds. Uh, and then the, the one of our last stories here, uh, a sheriff in Lancaster. Um, this this happened over in I believe this was in California as well. Lancaster deputy who faked being shot is no longer employed by the department. So basically, this is a rookie a rookie deputy who falsely claimed he was shot in the shoulder. Uh, outside the Lancaster Sheriff Station a week ago is no longer with the department, which will present its finding to the district attorney's office. And basically, the investigation determined that the deputy, who was 21 years old, had not been ambushed on the afternoon of August 21st, like he said. And so they're now faced with both a criminal investigation and a personal matter, according to the police department. So basically, this guy, you know, he faked, you know, saying that he was shot outside the police department. Wow. So there's definitely some issues going on there. Mental health is probably, you know. Mental health is a huge problem. Yeah, and really and I really think it's it's gotten worse because what we were talking about earlier, people's coping mechanisms are just non-existent. This guy's a rookie, so I'm actually questioning their screening process now. Well, I, that <laughs> probably too, yeah. yeah. Definitely question the screening process. And then, you know, 
let's do a quick homeless update before we finish off with Governor Abbott. You know, so the homeless in Austin, you know, you got a friend that's possibly coming to town to clean up some stuff. Yes, Scott Pressler. Um, uh Follow him. Everyone follow him. He's doing great things across the country. He's also registering voters. Um, the, his movement is called The Persistence, um, but his name is Scott Pressler, P-R-E-S-L-E-R. Uh, he's cleaned up Baltimore, Virginia Beach, I mean, all across the country and and doing phenomenal things um, in, in these cities. Yeah, so hopefully he comes to Austin and uh, help us clean it up a little bit, and then uh, register voters as well. He is, yeah. He'll be here, and he's going to be in Dallas and Houston as well. I just don't have the exact. I know it will be in October, um, but I don't have um, solid dates yet. As soon as I get those, I will let everyone know. I think this homeless issue is going definitely going to be an issue that can turn some elections. It can, you know, turn some things around a little bit. You know, it's pretty sad when you, uh, your, your, in uh, volunteers go out to clean up some of the homeless camps, and they have to wear a little, you know. Wear suits. Yeah, it's it's and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've seen the the footage uh, from California, and we're we're little by little getting getting up there with L.A. and and whatnot. It's right. it's it's ridiculous. All right, so let's finish off with Governor Abbott here. So uh, order number six uh, says the Department of Public Safety shall work with local law enforcement, mental health professionals, school districts, and others to create a multidisciplinary threat assessment teams for each of its regions. And when appropriate, shall coordinate with federal partners. Uh, order number seven says the Department of Public Safety, as well as the officer, Office of the Governor, shall use all available resources to increase staff at all fusion centers in Texas for the purpose of better collecting and responding to suspicious activity reports and better monitoring and analyzing social media and other online forms for potential threats. So better watch what you say on social media. If you're that type of, if you're that person that's been banned on Facebook or Twitter, you're probably going to be on their radar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you now, watch out. Uh, order number eight, beginning January 1st of 2020, all future grants from the office of the governor to counties shall require a commitment that the county will report at least 90% of convictions within seven business days to the criminal justice information system of the Department of Public Safety. 90%. They want you to at least look here. You need to re- not only should you withhold funds from these courts, you should someone should go to jail for not doing their job. Exactly. Because you're saying someone's been convicted of a crime, they're not supposed to be in possession of a firearm, they should get denied uh doing the background check process and you're saying, "Hey, well if you just do 90%." Yeah, it should be 100%. <laughs> I mean, Let me just do 90% of my job in the gun exactly. store. Exactly. <laughs> You know what? I'm going to do 90% of my job in the gun store when we're doing background checks. Hey, while we're at it, only give me a speeding ticket 90% of the time. <laughs> 90% of the time. <laughs> I'll yeah. be happy with that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's where we're going to 90% of the time. Boy, this is a joke. I don't, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, we need to make sure you need to do your job 100% of the time, 110% of the time. Yeah. They need to do their job, and they need to have their funds withheld for not doing their job, and, and someone needs to go to jail. And he's hoping that, you know, within... By January 1st of 2021, he wants the reporting you know, to take place within five business days. Ooh. Ooh. Five business. 90% <laughs> With technology five. today, we need, what, does someone have to go on horse to deliver this <laughs> yeah, information? Yeah, five business days, you know, with 90% of the time, we want you to do your job. Well, I tell you, you know, and, and that's the governor's, you know, those are his eight executive orders. Uh, be careful. This is leading to red flag laws. They're trying to get us to the point where we're doing universal background checks. And I think this all this stuff is kind of dangerous. We have a system in place right now. We just need our government agencies on the state level, the city, 
level and the federal level to do their job. You know, the system is there. It will work if they do their job. Um, Honestly, I don't hear one one of those things. They don't make me feel like it's going to have any impact. All I hear is things like seven days, 30 days, 60 days. Meanwhile, please, pretty please <laughs> with a cherry on top. Meanwhile, the next day someone goes out and shoots 50 people. I mean, I, I just don't see it solving anything. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. Well, you know, as always, more guns equals less crime. You go out there and you buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargo. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 